if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So we are continuing our series on immunity and those pesky winter infections that are causing so much chaos and havoc among families in Australia at the moment, and I'm sure in in other places around the world as well. There just seems to be so much sickness around at the moment. And we are certainly getting loads of questions from, you know, our Instagram followers, our members, clients booking in about how can I boost my kids' immune system to avoid all of these bugs that are going around at the moment. So last week's episode, we focused on why your kids get sick so often and what you can do about it. And this week, I want to talk about some of the things that our kids are exposed to um, and and some of the lifestyle kind of habits that we have that are actually depleting our kids' immune systems. And this is really important to address. Um, You know, obviously boosting 
Our kids' immune system is really important, making sure that they are getting all of those really good ingredients, nutrients, um, healthy lifestyle habits to boost their immunity. But if we're just focusing on that and they have these things that I'm going to be talking about today in their diet, in their lifestyle, and that's you know slowly depleting or eating away at their immune system, if you like, then um, you know we're not going to get the most effective result from the things that we're doing to boost their immune system. I use this analogy when I'm talking about gut health. like a It's like a leaking bucket. We can do all of those things to build up, to fill up the bucket, to make sure our kids' immune systems are as healthy as possible. But if that bu- bucket is leaky, um, then it's not going to be very effective to fill that bucket up. So if we want we want to plug up those holes first and make sure that our kids aren't being exposed to too many things um, within their diet, within their environment that are depleting their immune systems. And when I'm working with clients, these are the things that I talk about because these can make a really big difference. You know, those parents that are that are trying all the supplements, um, and trying to get as much good food uh, that is immune boosting into their kids' diet and it's not working, then you know sometimes these immune depleters are the the key to really getting on top of our, our kids' immune systems um, over the winter. So today I specifically want to talk about three of the things that I see really commonly that are weakening your child's immune system, and that's leaving them more vulnerable to infections um, that they are inevitably exposed to when they go to school, when they go to daycare. And because their immune systems are still developing, they're much more likely to get sick and get symptoms from these bugs than we are as adults. So the first thing I want to talk about is the S word, (laughs) sugar. We all know that sugar is not great for our kids. You know, we've seen firsthand how it can affect our kids' behavior when they've eaten too much sugar um, and, you know, can make them crazy, can make them moody, can affect their sleep. But did you know that sugar also has a direct negative effect on the immune system? So studies show that a high sugar intake can suppress the immune system by up to 45% for up to five hours after consuming it. So if your child is having a big dose of sugar regularly, um, breakfast cereal, um, most kids' snacks have got these high levels of sugar in them, their immune system will be suppressed for up to five hours after consuming uh, a high amount of sugar. Isn't that crazy? So um, what this means is like physiologically is that a process within the immune system called phagocytosis phagocytosis, where the immune cells kind of gobble up the bugs, is suppressed when our kids uh, have a high sugar meal or snack for up to five hours. So when they're exposed to viruses or bacteria, they're much more likely to get sick because this process of phagocytosis is part of the innate immune system. And this is the part of the immune system, as we talked about in last week's episode, that our kids rely heavily on because they're adapted immunity hasn't 
yet developed or is still developing. And so this basic form of immunity where the white blood cells, the neutrophils particularly, are cruising around in the blood and gobbling up anything that they see that is suspicious, that whole process is suppressed when our kids eat high sugar meals or snacks. So we want to be reducing our kids' sugar intake. It's one of the best things that you can do for their immune system. But when we talk about reducing sugar, it's easier said than done. You know, sugar is everywhere, but it's mainly the simple, refined, processed sugars that we want to look out for. So on a food label, anything that ends with an O-S-E, O-S, is, is a sugar. So maltose, sucrose, glucose, dextrose, these are all examples of sugar. It gets really tricky because there are many, many, many different names for refined sugar. And so when you're looking at a food label, it's not always, you know, just the, the S word, the sugar word that we want to be looking out for. So one hint is to look for those words that have O-S-E on the end um, and that they are all sort of forms of sugar. So uh, when we're thinking about sugar intake in our kids' diet, the most common, you know, high sugar times is breakfast and snacks. You know, breakfast cereals and muesli bars and many kids' snacks, but even things like pasta sauces and condiments can have quite a bit of sugar in them. But it, as a first step, if we're just really moving away from a sugary breakfast cereal to a more whole food breakfast option. That could just be some porridge with some honey and maybe some nuts and seeds and fresh fruit in there. That is a much better option than a boxed cereal that contains lots of refined sugar. Um, and then at snack time, we want to be moving away from those processed sweet snacks like the muesli bars, like the lollies, like the yogurt pouches often have a lot of sugar in them or nearly always do. So if we can make our own snacks for our kids, if we can do some baking on the weekend or even some bulk baking once a month and pop everything in the freezer, um, that is going to be a big step towards reducing our kids' sugar intake. As long as you're doing healthier baking options, we can really um, we can we can control how much sugar is going in. So we can greatly reduce the amount of sugar that goes into things like muffins or homemade muesli bars that can be really easy to make. So they're the two areas of your kid's diet to focus on the breakfast and the snacks. We also want to be a little bit cautious when it comes to the natural sweeteners, things like honey and maple syrup and coconut sugar and rapadura sugar. You can use these things, but you can still go overboard with these and they um, they can still affect the immune system. So we want to be making our own snacks, as I said, and you can use these kinds of sweeteners, but just really reduce them to a, to a place where your kids are still enjoying the food, but they're not overly sweet. The other thing you can do is to switch to more savory based um, snacks like some veggie sticks with some uh, dip or hummus or even, um, you know, some savory crackers as opposed to sweet, so many sweet snacks that can make a big difference as well. But the important thing when it comes to reducing sugar is to take it one step at a time. So think about that breakfast, think about those snacks and um, go from there. But reducing that high sugar intake is really going to help to improve um, that innate 
part of your child's immune system that they rely so much on um, for avoiding getting sick. The next thing that I want to talk about that weakens your child's immune system, it's another S word, and it is stress. So stress is a funny one to think about when it comes to our kids. Many of us will think, oh, what have my kids got to be stressed about? I do everything around here, <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, often we we will, um, you know, acknowledge that we have high stress levels as as parents, but we don't often think about the stresses that our kids face. And they do, even if it doesn't seem stressful to you what they're going through. You know, there is a lot going on in kids' lives these days, and they have very packed busy schedules. Um, So, you know, things like friendship groups and peer pressures and changing teachers, moving houses, there's all kinds of things that go on for kids um, that can cause stress. And of course, those overcommitted schedules are a big source of stress for our kids as well. And there are those kids that are more susceptible to stress. They get stressed more easily. They tend to be the more sensitive, more anxious kids kids and they tend to, you know, their health tends to get affected by what we would maybe think as as small little um, episodes of, of stress, but it can really physiologically affect them. So when we are stressed, either adults or kids, there's a boost in cortisol, which is a stress hormone and cortisol prepares the body for fight or flight. But the body only has limited resources and will prioritize where those resources go. So when stress hits, it will pull nutrients um, and resources from the immune system and the digestive system to use for this stress response, which is why, you know, stress can affect our kids' immune systems. So there are two simple ways to help your child cope with stress. The first is to clear their schedule if and where you can. Make sure that they have time for unstructured play. You know, it's good for them to come home from school a few afternoons a week and not have any plans to be able to rest. Let them be bored. It's actually very good for their nervous systems to have that downtime. Um, I guess the the struggle is, and I think this is why par- uh, this is one of the factors why parents are kind of tending towards those overcommitted schedules, is because technology is such a pull when you're at home. So when kids have phones and iPads and laptops. When they're at home, that's their kind of source of entertainment. So having boundaries around screen time is really important. That's a whole nother episode. Um, We haven't actually talked too much about that. I should probably get an expert on to talk about screen time and and managing that. But we want to be, you know, giving our kids that free time, letting them be bored. um, And, you know, the next thing you know, they'll be building a cubby in the lounge room, which may not be good for your stress levels, but that unstructured play is really important for kids of all ages. The second thing to do when it comes to managing stress in your kids is to make sure that we're listening to them, not just trying to solve all of their problems or telling them, don't worry about it. It's okay. You'll be fine. We really want them to feel heard. So 
um, you know, if they're bothered by something, we want to reflect that back to them. So saying things like, oh, that must be really tough, or you must feel really angry about that, or, you know, that must have been really disappointing when that happened. Even if we think it's a silly little thing that, you know, they should just get over um, or it shouldn't affect them as much as it has, that's not our place to kind of um, to judge that. We just need to be there as listening boards. And this is easier said than done. Sometimes they do need a solution. I know a friend of mine has this great strategy when she's got five children, um, when one of her kids, you know, is complaining to her about something that's happened. She actually asks, do you want me to help you figure this out or do you just want me to listen? And I thought that was such a great way. Just put it out there. Sometimes they might not know you know, particularly if they're younger kids, but she says that works really well for her children. So, um, you know, and and if they feel heard, they're much more likely to open up to you um, and, and come to you with their problems as they get older, which is super important. So that stress is something to be thinking about when it comes to our kids' immune systems. And the third thing that is depleting our kids' immune systems, this is kind of rolled up in the in the stress and uns- and giving our kids that time for unstructured play, is too much time indoors. Kids are spending more time inside than they ever have before, and it's having a negative effect on their overall well-being. There's a couple of big concerns when it comes to kids not spending enough time outside or spending too much time inside. So the first one is vitamin D, which is that that sunshine nutrient. We need daylight exposure to create vitamin D. And over winter time, it's more common for kids to be indoors, but this is when their vitamin D levels kind of need that extra boost because they're not getting as much um, as much of that sun exposure. And vitamin D is really important for immune function. It boosts immunity and it also helps to regulate it. So um, that helps with things such as allergies and eczema, um, intolerances, even autoimmune disease. Vitamin D is so crucial for the immune system. So the more time your child is spending outdoors, the more vitamin D they will be getting through that sunlight exposure and the stronger and more balanced their immune system can be. And the second reason is that when kids are inside, they're not being exposed to all the wonderful microbes that they are for when they're being when they're outside. So being indoors means that your kids aren't, you know, playing in the garden or jumping in puddles and they don't even have to get dirty and muddy to get exposure to these microbes. The very nature of being outside in green spaces and that can just be in your backyard um, has been shown in research to um, you know, expose our kids to different microbes, which is great for their gut microbiome health, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast, and is really good for their immune system, particularly that healthy immune development that's so important for our children. So, you know, getting outside doesn't mean that they have to go, you know, you kick them out and they they roam the streets. You can set up your backyard with some PlayStations, um, you know, some some mud kitchens or depending on your, your kid's age, this will vary a lot. I really love Nature Play SA. They're a South Australian 
um, I think they're a not-for-profit organization. They have some really great ideas on their websites. Um, on their website, there's probably Nature Play in other states as well, but they have some really great um, ideas and resources for free on their website if you want to have a look. Um, but you could even set like really come up with a project you can do outside. So there's a reason to go outside. Maybe you could plant a winter veggie garden, particularly with the rising costs of food. You know, plant some spinach, plant some herbs, but plant some other winter veggies um, and make it your kids' responsibility to look after it, to weed it, to water it. Um, you know, and this can really help if your kids are fussy eaters as well, that real connection with where their food comes from and that um, that exposure to food in a different way than, you know, than at the dinner table. So that can be a really great little project for your kids over the winter. So just to recap those three things that are depleting your kids' immune systems, one was num- what number one was sugar, number two was stress, and number three was too much time indoors or not, a- not enough time outside. So these are all things that we can tweak and change and we have control over somewhat as parents um, to-, to be able to, you know, plug up those holes so their immune system isn't being depleted. I hope this episode has been really helpful. Um, and don't forget, we we go into all of this in more detail, as well as how to boost your kid's immune system in my masterclass, my free masterclass, which is three, um, three ways to boost your kid's immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. Uh, you can sign up for that and register for that in the link in the show notes. Um, So make sure you do that. Thanks so much, guys. I will be back with another episode on immunity next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com, for the show notes for this episode as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.